Hey everyone, this is Lynn Bartim, and you are listening to the Apex Hour on KSUU Thunder 91.1. In this show, you get more personal time with the guests who visit Southern Utah University from all over, learning more about their stories and opinions beyond their presentations on stage. We will also give you some new music to listen to and hope to turn you on to some new sounds and new genres. You can find us here every Thursday at 3 p.m. or on the web at seu.edu slash apex. But for now, welcome to this week's show here on Thunder 91.1. All right. Well, welcome in, everyone. This is such a cool day. It's an apex day and it's snowing outside in March, which is always something fun for Southern Utah. Today, rather than having a guest from afar, we have a guest from nearby. My guest in the studio is Jason McCoy, and we are really spotlighting everything that his office does with concurrent enrollment, early college. They're doing so many cool things over there, and we want to hear all about them. So welcome into the studio, Jason. Thanks, Lynn. I appreciate you having me today. It's so great to really be able to spotlight the kinds of things that we do. Let's start with, just tell us about who you are and who your role is, and we'll get into more specifics. Okay. So again, I'm Jason McCoy. I'm the Director of Concurrent Enrollment and Career Technical Education, which is a very long title that unfortunately doesn't correspond to my paycheck. <laughs> um, but essentially what I do is I do uh, manage or direct the concurrent enrollment program, the career technical education program, and then we also are rolling out a new program that's brand new this coming summer that's called Early College Online. So those are some of the things we want to talk about today. Awesome. Well, let's start with concurrent enrollment. And let's just start with the absolute basics because, you know, we know what that, uh, you know, those of us here kind of know what sure. that term means. But, you know, for those who might be like, I've heard that term before, but I'm not really sure exactly what it means. What is concurrent enrollment? So concurrent enrollment is a state-funded program um, that allows us as a university to offer college courses to high school students that they take during their regular school day for the most part. And in addition to getting the college credit for those classes, they also um, gain credit toward their high school graduation requirements. And with that state funding, we're able to offer at a very reduced cost. Oh, that's so interesting. I guess I didn't realize that it was a state program. And so when students want to um, enroll in this, how do they find out about it? How do they get involved? How does that process work? So typically, most of our students find us through their high schools. Okay. Um, we manage a lot of relationships within our service area. Um, so just to explain the service area concept a little bit more, the state has kind of broken the um, the region up into chunks that they call service areas. Oh, okay. SUU services uh, Iron County, Beaver, Beaver County, and Garfield County. Oh, okay. So we have all the high schools within that region, and we maintain partnerships with them. Um, and typically, their counselors and coordinators will will advertise our services to the students, and they bring them in that way. And we do out do go out and do some proactive things, like uh, we'll do some T-shirt events. Um, 
some active recruiting. Uh, we just are wrapping up a whole week of parent nights. So oh. if I seem a little tired and loopy. It's yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to high school parents all the time, that's probably a huge part of the job for you. Or maybe the, you get more with the high school teachers and counselors. Yeah, I, I personally have a little bit of a buffer. Um, our CE coordinator, Brody Nelson, is a fantastic guy. Um, mm-hmm. And he does a lot of the interpersonal interaction with the, the coordinators, the counselors, and the parents. Right. And he does a great job of that. So how would this compare to um, sort of the, maybe what people hear of more like the traditional AP classes? I mean, AP mm-hmm. classes, I know they take at their institution and they if you do well enough, you can get college credit. Sure. But this is coming to campus to take classes. Tell us a little more about the yep. comparison. Let me clarify that a little bit. So with the AP courses, and, and I don't profess to be an expert on AP, but... Uh, my understanding is that they take the AP course and then they test at the end of that right. course for mm-hmm. the credit. Right. So with concurrent enrollment, just by participating in the the course itself as you're working through the grade that you get at the end of that, you're going to get that credit regardless, uh, so long as you don't fail the course. Right. Okay? So um, it's a little bit more. I don't want to say guaranteed, but it's a little bit more of a sure bet in a certain aspect than AP. I see. Even though the AP program is, you know, it's a fantastic program and it has its merits as well. Right. Um, the concurrent enrollment, um, we're, we actually deliver most of our instruction uh, in the high school itself. Oh. So it's, it's typically the face-to-face courses are delivered by a high school instructor that has been um, – kind of certified or qualified by our academic departments here at SUU. Oh. Um, So they take a look at their their resume, their qualifications, things like that, and they kind of bless them to go forth and teach an SUU curriculum on their behalf. Okay. And is the curriculum then like – at the college level or at the high school level or at an advanced high school level? That's one of the points that we try to make very clear is this is the exact same curriculum that a student would get if they came here and took the same class on campus. It's not watered down in any way for a high school audience. It's the same level of rigor. It's been through our curriculum process and literally it is the same class. Oh, wow. So it's college classes taught in often in the high schools by extra certified high school teachers. Correct. Oh, I didn't know that. We have uh, three modalities. One's the face-to-face, which is basically what we just described. It's a high school teacher teaching in the high school to high school students. Um, Then we have interactive video conferencing, which could be either a high school teacher or it could be one of our faculty members or adjuncts here at SUU. Mm -hmm. And they're broadcasting from a specially equipped classroom that allows them to um, broadcast into another specially equipped classroom on the high school side where all the students are located. And they have some video equipment and audio equipment where they're, they're able to interact in real time with the professor to the student or mm-hmm. vice versa. So is that like a kind of like an asynchronous class or is that's it? That's a synchronous class. Okay, so synchronous. That's conducted at the same time. Um, the professor is delivering the information in real time and the students can interact in real time. Oh, okay. And okay. then finally, we have online courses, which are just like our regular SUU online classes in that they're asynchronous and you can move through that Um you know, you can log on day or night, accomplish your assignments, right. so long as you're accomplishing the assignments as scheduled throughout the semester. Right. I mean, this just sounds like, I, I guess I just didn't really understand it. It sounds like just such a huge advantage for high school yeah. students who choose to participate in this program. Mm-hmm. I mean, with such an emphasis to get 
get forward in your degree. Um, you know, we, we have a big um, push here to sort of do the degree in three years and this kind of thing. It seems like this would be a surefire way to make that happen. Yep. So that is one of the benefits that we kind of advertise is it gives students an early start on their college career um, in that typically the target age that we have for CE students is around their junior year. Right. Um, so if they have a good idea of what they want to do, they can interact early with our academic advisors and come up with a game plan as to you know what their version of student success looks like and the steps they need to take to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're intelligent with the courses they select, um, we can then, if they choose to come to SUU as freshmen on campus, we can sort of matriculate them over and there's minimal setback once they reach SUU. Right. And so it's, of course, seamless to SUU. Um, are the credits transferable to other institutions? Yeah. So one of the things we really like to advertise is the general education certificate. Ah. And what that is, is there is... Um, Again, that's kind of put together by the state, and there's eight general knowledge areas or, or gen ed knowledge areas, and the student will select courses from each of those knowledge areas or a course from each of the knowledge areas. And once they've achieved that and they've got that gen ed certificate, they can bring that here to SUU or they can go to any of the other seven large um, state universities and it will apply there as well. Wow. Um, with the exception, occasionally, um, the universities will have a very specialized gen ed right. you know, kind of introductory course that's yeah. specific to their institution. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. might have to take that. But otherwise, all your gen ed credits are knocked out with that certificate. Wow, that seems like such a cool – I mean, you could enter college and have all your GEs done. Pretty cool, right? Wow. Oh, my gosh. I bet any parents listening are like, okay, this sounds good. Because, of course, I mean, it, I mean, it translates into money as well, yes. because, you know, probably I would imagine, and I don't know how much you want to talk about the financial structure, mm-hmm. but I would imagine that it's less expensive to do the concurrent enrollment classes than it would be to take them at the college level. Yes. Wow. So again, because of that state funding, we can offer these classes at $5 per credit hour. Whoa. Which is- pretty low. It's oh. about as low as you're going to get. Oh my gosh. Um, just to do some rough math, uh, a year of concurrent enrollment courses will cost roughly $150 in terms of tuition, whereas a year of regular tuition is going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of about 1700 bucks. Yeah, that's more than huge. That. And that's not factoring in um, you know, housing expenses, books, yeah. things like that. Right. Um, so, yeah, you can potentially save quite a bit of money um, by participating in CE. Wow. We kind of like to frame it in such a way that it's almost like a – it's a almost like a scholarship in yeah. essence mm. uh, in that you're able to save a lot of money, get that early start on college. Um, but the only real requirement is that you have to have a 3.0 high school GPA. Right. Which I think is pretty reasonable. Yeah, that was my next question. You know, yeah. um, is this eligible to – all high school students, assuming their high school uh, has the program or Correct. all high school students can participate, are there any other requirements? You just need the 3.0 GPA and that's it? Yep. So there's three requirements. Um, again, assuming you're in our service area. Um, obviously, there's other service areas that are served by other colleges. Um, but you have to have the 3.0 GPA. You have to have uh, parent permission. And I'm blanking on the third requirement. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Um, those are the two main ones. Yeah. Parent permission, 
3.0 or higher GPA. Yeah. Um, and then once you get in, you have to maintain at least a 2.0 GPA to stay in the program. Oh, wow. Okay. So the reasoning behind that, I'd like to just elaborate a bit on the GPA requirement. Mm-hmm. We don't do that to exclude anybody. Uh, we're not trying to keep any students out. We want everybody that wants to participate to be able to do that. But once they come to SUU and they participate in CE, they're a fully admitted student here at the university. Wow. So any grade that they get goes on their college transcript oh, from there forward. So the only potential drawback would be that if they were to get in the program and not perform well for whatever reason, they could harm their college GPA. I see. And affect their ability to get into universities as freshmen or financial aid, things mm-hmm. of that nature. So the 3.0 just kind of lets uh, ensures us that we have a student that's academically prepared for a college level of academic rigor. Right. And then the third requirement is actually a recommendation from the high school. Oh, okay, yeah. great. Well, that's really cool. And I mean, the grade, the GPA absolutely makes sense because if you are sort of committing to get a head start on college, then you you want those yeah. um, grades to be where you want them. And of course, you can try, I'm sure, one class and see how mm-hmm. it goes. What What's sort of a typical, I mean, do you see any patterns? Do students maybe try one class and then get into more? Or they kind of just do one a semester? Or how does that work? Our students actually are typically very motivated, as uh-huh. are their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, once they recognize the benefits and how much money can be saved, they they tend to pursue um, the program pretty aggressively. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a 30 credit per year cap on the number that you can oh, um, wow. sign up for. So I think it, it works out to about 18 credits mm-hmm. um, per semester. I mean, but that's, that's, that's a, a lot. lot. That's, that's like a, a full-blown, full-time sure. load for a college yeah. student. And a so. lot of these students, you know, they were, they're pursuing other high school classes. They're pursuing athletics, yeah. student government, you know, band, the arts, things yeah. like that. So they're yeah. very multi, multi-dimensional yeah. is what I've seen. Well, do you have any um, favorite stories or anything that you'd like to share? I do. Um, we actually have a young man uh, by the name of Trayton Tebbs that goes to uh, Cedar High. Um, and he kind of struggled with uh, attention deficit disorder, ADHD, mm-hmm. um, as, as a younger person in middle school and his early high school career. And uh, he and his parents had some real reservations about whether he was going to be able to uh, handle the the college environment because of that condition. Right. Um, but they kind of said, you know what, CE would be a good entree point for you to experiment with college and find out if it's going to be something that's going to be beneficial for you or whether we have to take another avenue. Yeah. Um, so he gets into the program, he takes some courses, uh, and he finds that he's not only successful, but he's even more so successful than he had been in his high school. Um, maybe because the college courses are a little bit more focused. Yeah. Um, so right now he's in his senior year. He's completed 36 CE credits. Oh my gosh. Um, he's poised to get his gen ed certificate with us this year. Um, and he's got a 3.8 GPA. Oh, that's amazing. Um, you know, and and I think probably for every one of those stories that we know about, there's probably yeah. ten more that we don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, he probably, I mean, like you said, the sort of focused, um, maybe the intensity of the college class or uh, the college level class, you know, really helped him to just get inspired and yep. really get into it. That's so cool. What a great story. Thanks yeah. for sharing that. It's a, a great success. And we're, we're really proud of him as are his family and, and the folks at the high school as well. Well, that's a perfect note to sort of transition to our first song of the day. I have a really eclectic mix for you today. Um, I've been kind of obsessing over this drummer, Manu Kache, who I love. Um, and he's done a bunch of uh, collaborations. Um, and this is a song of his called Overlooking. And you're listening to KSUU Thunder 91.1.
All right. Well, welcome back, everyone. That song was Overlooking, and the main artist on it was Manu Kache, great drummer, um, but joined by several other artists. Again, the song was Overlooking. If you're interested in the music that we play on the Apex Hour, as usual, you can I can let you know that you can find it in a whole bunch of different places, but the main place is that we have an open playlist on Spotify called Played on Apex Hour. Um, it's a Spotify playlist created by me, Lynn Vartan, and there's a link to it on our website which is seu.edu slash apex. And you can just click on the podcast link and find all the info there. Um, you're listening to KSUU Thunder 91.1. And today we are talking about a really awesome set of programs that we have um, in the Office of Concurrent Enrollment. And the director of that office, Jason McCoy, is joining me. Welcome back, Jason. Thanks, Lynn. So we were talking about um, the specifically the concurrent enrollment program, and I wanted to make sure that we hit all the points. So sure. what didn't we yet get to that you want us to know? So uh, just before we broke, we were discussing a young man that has been very successful in the program despite some challenges. And I just want to, uh, again, emphasize that that's something that we see a lot of is students that uh, might have some doubts about their ability to flourish in college, and they get into the program, and they really kind of blossom, so to speak. Um, a couple of the things that we advertise and that we see repeatedly with the program is it really helps students to develop a sense of personal responsibility. Ah. Um, they tend maybe in some cases to place a little bit more gravity on the college classes than they did in their regular high school classes. And it really, um, it's, it's kind of a two way street and that when they develop that sense of personal responsibility, they start developing some good study habits, critical thinking skills, and that not only helps them complete the college coursework, but it also assists them in their high school career and then even if they don't elect to pursue college after that, that's something they can take with them into life and into the workforce. Absolutely. And it's been beneficial. Um, and, you know, it really kind of comes back to giving them that opportunity to build that confidence. Um, and then, again, those students that are undecided maybe about college, it gives them an opportunity to just see if it's going to be the correct step for them to take. And in most cases, they decide that it is. Yeah, they just get a chance to kind of try it out. It's just this great midway point where you you have a little bit of the comfort of still maybe being at home correct. in that way, yep. you know, being in, in still in high school, still living at home, but you get to try out the college classroom experience. Absolutely correct. Yeah, that's the, the way I like to think of, of it is they still have all the sort of scaffolding that comes with having parents readily available, having interaction on a day-to-day -day basis with their high school teachers, but they're experiencing that level of college rigor that, uh, you know, sometimes, frankly, when if they were to come here as freshmen, they might not have that level of support and they yeah. might feel a little overwhelmed. Yeah, well, let me ask you this. I was speaking with a, a friend who has a son who's not doing well in high school. And I, I wonder... How, if you're a parent listening or or you're advising parents, how do you know, I mean, if this is the right way? Because hearing that success story and hearing about the development of personal responsibility and the confidence of learning and study habits, I just think like, oh my gosh, this this is amazing. But how, I, I, I want to recommend this to my friend, but how would a parent know, I mean, are there sort of earmarks to know if this is right or to know if this might be something that could really help their struggling student? Yeah, in terms of struggling students, um, you know, again, provided that the GPA is at that 3.0 mm. level, 
but maybe they're just kind of on that borderline. Maybe they need to stretch a little bit more to get there. Um, kind of what I would recommend there is find a topic that that student is interested in or engaged in and just take one class. Right, right. Um, don't try to overwhelm them with 18 credits in that first semester. Just take one yeah. um, and see if it's a good fit for them. Yeah. And the teachers that get involved in this, what what is their motivation? Are they just excited as high school students to teach at this level or at this focused intensity? Like what's in it for them in, in that way? Sure. Um, I think a lot of our high school educational partners in particular are really excited and invested in contributing to the education of their students. Mm-hmm. Um, they have that day-to-day kind of boots on the ground, personal relationship with those students, and they want to see them be successful. And I think once we talk to them and we show them what the merits of the program are, they immediately see where that can be an advantage for their students and they want to participate. Great. So if there's parents listening, um, just to kind of sort of cap off this part of the topic, if there's parents listening, where should they go to, they should find the counselor that's specific to concurrent enrollment? How do they find it at the high school? So each of our high school partners has a designated CE coordinator who they typically kind of liaise with the counselors. Okay. Um, A lot of times the students also know know exactly which teachers at the high school are teaching CE courses. So sometimes there's that interaction. If a parent kind of wants to take the shortcut to finding out more information about our program specifically, they can go to suu.edu slash concurrent, Mm -hmm. um, and that will take them directly to our website. Uh, You can also reach out to us at concurrentenrollment at suu.edu via email. And we can put you directly in touch with a coordinator. Okay, great. And then they can find out from all of those places, like what specific courses are offered at their high school and Mm -hmm. all that kind of thing. Well, cool. Is there anything about that topic, um, the concurrent enrollment topic that we haven't hit on that you'd like to make sure to share? I think we hit the... I think we hit the big rocks. I think we can press okay. on. Awesome. Well, another part of your office and your division is the career technical education. So for me as a newbie to this, tell me what is that? Okay. So career technical education, again, it's another um, state acronym. It's not necessarily a structured program, although there is a lot of focus at the state level on career technical education. And it's sort of a broad umbrella that um, encompasses rigorous career-focused programs that are going to result in credentials that have labor market value. Okay. Um, I think the defining feature really of CTE is that it's it's um, very workforce-oriented and it is job-focused. Okay. So some examples of programs that we have here at SUU that are – CTE qualifying programs or aviation, engineering, computer science, family life and human development. Um, That's just a few of them. Um, Obviously, there's a lot more that qualify. And uh, there's grants and state funding and things like that that are tied up in that concept as well. But that's probably a rabbit hole that we don't have time to go down. <laughs> right. And you probably would lose me in the in, yeah. in a lot of that I'm, also. <laughs> I'm a little lost with it sometimes myself. <laughs> well, that's understandable. So um, now again, this, is this the also high school students? 
so participating? CTE is kind of an overarching concept or umbrella. Um, isn't necessarily confined to just high school students. Oh. So it can encompass, you know, traditional age students, non-traditional high school. Um, there's some overlap between our CE programs and our CTE programs. So um, all the ones I just named, aviation engineering, computer science, family life, and human development, they all have CE or concurrent enrollment components. Okay. So – so a high school student could participate in both concurrent enrollment or the career technical, and a college student could interact with the career technical. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Essentially. And, and so are those um, the end game for the career technical? Are those certificates? Are those degrees? What, what do you... What are you moving towards in those? So kind of the focus of the state-level CTE programs is on shorter-term two-year degrees, certificates, micro-credentialing. Micro right. Okay. Um, as a CTE office, we like to offer support to all of our CTE programs. Mm -hmm. So in a lot of cases, what I do is, is – uh, coordinate grant money that can be used to enhance programs here on campus for other departments and other um, uh, departments, essentially, and other programs. Mm -hmm. So is it a version of a technical college, but yet housed at SUU? Is that, am I understanding that? We have some partnerships with Southwest Tech um, that allow them to complete programs there and then... Um, transfer those credits into other programs. So a good example of that, and I'm, I'm probably overextending my capacity on the details here, so forgive me if anybody in those programs is listening, but <laughs> um, the certified nursing assistant program, for example, at Southwest Tech, if they wanted to complete, if a student wanted to complete credits there and then transfer those credits over into our nursing program here at SUU, there's a pathway to be able to do that. I see. So, and for instance, um, you know, we could provide some funding that would support something like that or help coordinate that relationship. Okay. Um, CTE is a little bit more of an amorphous concept, I would say, than CE is. Yeah, right. It sounds, um, I mean, it sounds yeah. cool, but it does sound that. It sounds very sure. sort of flexible. So who out there listening, give me maybe a couple of examples of uh types of students or type of people who might be listening who might be a good fit to come and start talking about CTE. Yeah. So that's a great way to frame it. Um, first and foremost, like we talked about, the CE students um, who have an idea that they might want to go into something like aviation or computer science um, can reach out to us to see if there's classes in their particular high school that they can go ahead and get started on to kind of get their toe in that water and set them on that track or pathway to be successful. Mm -hmm. um, some other populations that we're particularly interested in are like non-traditional students that may have been impacted by COVID, the job market, things like that, or folks that are looking to pivot into a different career or trade later on in life. Mm -hmm. um, I'm one of those people, so I have sympathy for that market. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so there's those type of folks. And then the other kind of audience that I would really like to reach with maybe this program in particular um, are those who are in industry or the workforce who have um, maybe some defined needs for employees that aren't being satisfied. 
And one of the things that we've been doing recently is partnering with our professional development office here on campus to identify uh, folks out there in industry and workforce who would like us to develop specific programs for them to get people qualified, certified, credentialed to do specific jobs. Mm. So if any of you folks are out there listening that fall into that boat, please reach out to me and we'll see what we can set up for you. Well, cool. Well, thanks for sharing about that. Is there anything about career technical education that you would like us to know? I think that's pretty much it for for career technical education. Um, I think that's the... uh, the gist of the message that we want to communicate to everybody. That's perfect. Great. And again, we want to make sure that everybody knows where to find you mm-hmm. um, and that the email is concurrentenrollment at suu.edu. So if it's specific to career technical education, probably the best route is to contact me directly. And okay. that's at Jason McCoy. That's M-C-C-O-Y-1 at suu.edu. Okay, great. And the website would be the same or... We don't have, well, I shouldn't say that. We do have a CTE website, but it's more geared toward kind of internal programs, I guess, if you will. Got so it. we don't really have a public-facing website for CTE. Okay. Well, so the concurrent enrollment stuff, you can all go to the the website, Correct. which is um, seu.edu slash concurrent, Correct. right? Yep. Um, and the email for concurrent enrollment is concurrentenrollment at seu.edu. That's but right. if you have specific questions about the career technical education, you can reach out to Jason McCoy and maybe just repeat your it's, email one yep, more time. It's jasonmccoy1 at suu.edu. And that's MCC, right? MCCOY. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Well, it's time for another song. Um, let's see. Uh, I played this band on Tuesday that I just found out about because um, our guest on Tuesday had had written about him uh, way back when. And this is a band called The Curries, uh, and they're from Florida. And this is Man on the Side. You're listening to KSUU Thunder 91.1. You only know me when we're by ourselves Here and there you're gone And when I try to draw you in You won't even look my way On and on and on again Watching you with him And I can't stand it I make my way across the room Steps short Then you run to me 
Welcome back, everyone. This is the Apex Hour, KSUU Thunder 91.1. We are talking about all things concurrent enrollment, career technical education, and now we're going to get into early college online. I am joined in the studio by Jason McCoy, the director of that Center of Learning. Welcome back, Jason. Thanks, Lynn. So we have talked about concurrent enrollment, which is a high, kind of a high school bridge program, if you will, I guess, yep, mean in a way. Um, and then we've talked about career technical education, which is this great umbrella for pathways uh, for technical learning. Um, but you have a new program, I, I think, do. that is so exciting. So let's hear all about it. Yep. So we're super proud of the Early College Online program. We're calling it ECO. Um, it's completely brand new. Um, we started kind of exploring some avenues to offer a concurrent enrollment-like program that would give some of the same benefits to students about six months ago or so. And it's kind of gained a lot, gained a lot of traction and come to fruition here in the last uh, few weeks and months. We actually just got our first two students registered this week. Yay! So I'm super Congrats. excited about that. Woohoo! So like we talked about with concurrent enrollment, um, what we wanted to be able to replicate was that we wanted to be able to offer this early entry point into college courses for high school age students. And we wanted to be able to do it at a reduced cost. Um, unfortunately, um, with state funding comes state restrictions. So right. with concurrent enrollment, we're only able to offer those courses to students in our service area. Um, and we wanted to kind of be able to branch out beyond that and uh, reach out to students who were homeschooled in private schools or they might be outside of the state. Oh. Or even in some cases outside of the country. Oh, so by standing up this early college online program, it's a uh, it's self support budget, which means we pay for everything internally based on the revenue that we generate. I see. Uh, we don't rely on state funding, so we don't have those constraints. I see. So what that allows us to do is offer a wider variety of courses, and we can offer them to whoever we like, so long as they're a high school age student. I see. Um. So with those, um, these these can be the idea is is that do you enroll as a student and then take classes from a menu of classes, or do you mm -hmm. roll, enroll in more specific programs, or how does that work? So essentially, if you're one of those students that falls into that category, and another one that I, I failed to mention was uh, our CE students during the summertime when we don't normally have CE offerings can also take early college. Oh, okay. So actually, our, our very first uh, sort of pilot offering of the program is we're going to be offering a personal finance course and a history course to our Success Academy students here on campus 
over the summer. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and kind of the reason we did that is we wanted to try the program out with a, an organization that we had worked with in the past and we already had kind of a student body for that we knew were, um, you know, very capable and, and bright students, right. um, as are all of our CE students. But. Yeah. So, okay, let me see if I understand this right. So concurrent enrollment is going to be a state-funded program uh, that is – and one of the main things about it is that it's state-funded and restricted to the service areas that we are given. Given by the state. Yep. Okay. So what early college does is it, it raises up the uh, price point a little bit. So it's $75 per credit. Um which is, it's a little bit more money, but what it does is it offers us the ability to give that program to students that wouldn't otherwise qualify for the state-funded CE program. Right. So again, like I mentioned, the homeschool students, the private school students, and then, you know, people out of out of the state of Utah. I mean, that's just huge, I, yeah, I feel sure. like, because as you said, the con- as I understand the programs, the concurrent enrollment program is specific to the high schools and goes through the high school advisors and all of that. That's correct. Whereas this, and we have such a large homeschool population in Utah, mm-hmm. uh, in, in wide reaches of Utah, this may be an incredible opportunity for homeschool students in particular, but all the other groups that you mentioned. But specifically, I'm thinking for homeschool students to get involved in college early and make that transition and, and all of that. So it seems like a awesome program for that's, that. That's exactly correct. And that's the uh, the direction that we're taking it in is being able to offer the same sort of CE courses to individual students and then also maybe smaller institutions and organizations um, that wouldn't ordinarily get a chance at CE. Um, some of the early interest we got is actually from um, sort of halfway house programs oh. where you've got students that uh, – might have been in a little trouble in the past or they've got a unique family situation. They're in foster care or things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have the academic GPA to participate in the program, but they wouldn't have otherwise had access. Right. So, you know, this kind of gives them an entry point to be able to participate in the same level of program that they would had they been able to go to a public high school. Um, but again, they would have otherwise been denied access to because of the state restriction. That's fantastic. Now, so – who are teaching these classes and where are these classes held? Because it sounds like it might be a little different than the typical concurrent enrollment. So with Early College Online, as the name suggests, it's strictly an online program. Um, They're strictly asynchronous. So um, the student can, you know, log in, log out any time of day, interact with the material, but they're not necessarily interacting with a professor in real time. Mm. Um, Because we're not partnering with specific high schools, the instructors are going to be faculty members here at SUU oh, okay. or um, probably more often than not adjuncts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So those, um, they're asynchronous courses, which also I think for the homeschooled student or for some of these other uh, more unique environments, mm-hmm. um, that, that sort of asynchronous learning probably works really well. Sure. And and one of the uh, kind of key populations as I mentioned, um, during the summer months, CE students, concurrent enrollment students don't have access to CE courses. Mm. So uh, what we find is a lot of times those students, again, you know, they tend to be high achievers. They tend to be very driven. They're participating in uh, extracurricular activities. A lot of times their schedules fill up really fast. Right. So um, by being able to participate in early college during the summer, they can knock out some of those gen ed certificate requirements and things like that 
when they wouldn't normally be able to, and that frees up more of their time during the school year to participate in student government or their athletic activities and things of that nature. Oh, that's so cool. So credit-wise, the early college online credits and the CE credits are the same in, in the, the how they work towards GEs, how they work towards college? Toward, yep. On the GE side and the college side, they're exactly the same. The only thing that the early college online student doesn't get is credit toward their high school graduation right. requirements. Now, what they can do is take that credit to their school, and but they have to go through a process yeah. to get it accepted. It's not guaranteed. Right. Whereas with CE, it is. But for a concurrent enrollment student, they can dip into early college online and continue the credits. And then early college online students can get call it this the same college credits and they can get their GEs just like you were talking about. They could get their whole GE program done before college. That's exactly correct. Um, and another aspect of early college online that we're really excited about is the opportunity to go into kind of a global or international market. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're we're kind of working out the logistics right now of, of being able to offer those courses. But uh, one of the things that I think it really brings to the program is it adds some value in that our domestic students are able to interact with our international students and vice versa. And I think it really brings a different uh, set of cultural competencies with it. Oh, that's uh, that so cool. What sort of interest have you had at the international level? There's been some interest in our aviation programs in particular. Um, the international aspect is really kind of still in its infancy, it's new, so yeah. I, I don't want to talk yeah. too much no, about it, fine. but yeah. uh, I don't want to over-advertise. But so how do the aviation classes work in an asynchronous format? Are these sort of the, the nuts and bolts, more kind of pencil paper courses? Yep. So there, there's a couple um, aviation classes that are more, I guess, book-oriented or knowledge-oriented right. as opposed to being hands-on. Um, and a lot of times it's beneficial for the students to be able to go ahead and get those taken care of in a high school environment or, you know, homeschool, whatever their situation might be. Mm -hmm. So when they come to college, um, SUU and they're actually on campus, they can focus on those courses that really need that hands-on hands interaction yeah. in a maker space or a lab or something to that effect. Well, that sounds like such a cool program, and it just like adds to your arsenal, if yeah, you will. We're, which we're is, excited. That's great. Well, congratulations. And that's up and running as of now. It's up and running as of now. Um, and how as can I we find it? Yeah. As I mentioned earlier, that is going to be suu.edu forward slash eco is going to take you to the website and you can also find us at early college online at suu.edu okay so we've got the email for it we've got the website for it um and this just sounds like just such a cool way for uh students outside of our service area to really take advantage of great instruction absolutely is there anything else you'd like us to know about um, about that, about Early College Online? I think that's uh, pretty much it as far as Early College Online goes. Um, like I said, we're, we're super excited about it. I think it's going to be a great program that's going to allow us to offer some really top shelf uh, instruction as, you know, is characterized by our SUU faculty and, and adjuncts to a population we wouldn't have or ordinarily been able yeah, to reach. That's great. So. Well, just to finish up our conversation, I'd love to just kind of ask you, what are your 
um, sort of dreams for the program? What would you just sort of on an overarching theme kind of um, idea want parents out there or people out there to know um, kind of just as a cap off? As a cap for, well, really for career technical education and CE, um, we, we just want to get all of those qualified students that are in the high schools involved in the program because we really do see some great benefits to it uh, for them. Uh, and 56% of the students that participate in our concurrent enrollment program come to SUU as freshmen. Oh, that's great. Um, so if we can maintain that, um, I'd be super excited. And if we can just find those kids that are qualified, but they're sitting on the fence about whether to get into CE or not, um, you know, come on over. The grass is fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, as far as early college goes, like I said, it's in its infancy. If in three years, our early college program was as big or bigger than our CE program, that's where I want to go. Awesome. Um, and we really want to integrate that international aspect to give those students that, uh, like I said, that heightened quality of experience. Great. Well, that's such a great, uh, so many great goals to achieve. And so parents out there, advisors out there, high school teachers out there, get in touch with Jason McCoy uh, here on SU's campus and concurrent enrollment and ask more questions and get involved. Jason, it's been a pleasure. I have my last playful question that I always ask, which okay. has nothing to do with your job. Okay. It's what's um, turning you on this week. And it can be anything. It can be a TV show or a book or a movie or a food that you like, or it's just a playful question just so somebody, they, people can get just a little fun thing about you. So okay. Jason McCoy, what's turning you on this week? I just picked up a copy of Jordan Peterson's new book and ah. I'm very excited to start that. Okay. Awesome. Oh, he's just got so much great stuff. That's it's so cool. Beyond order. If I'm not mistaken. Beyond order. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you for sharing that. Well, thanks again for being on the air with us today and for telling us about all the great things that your office is doing. Good luck to you in the future. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot, Lynn. I appreciate your time. Awesome. Great, everyone. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Apex Hour here on KSUU Thunder 91.1. Come find us again next Thursday at 3 p.m. for more conversations with the visiting guests at Southern Utah University and new music to discover for your next playlist. And in the meantime, we would love to see you at our events on campus. To find out more, check out suu.edu apex. Until next week, this is Lynn Vartan saying goodbye from the Apex Hour here on Thunder 91.1.